good afternoon, GRN listeners tuning in right now. I'm Sean Rice, your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network's South and Central Texas listening area. I'm also your host every Monday at noon for your live and local program in his vineyard. You're listening to that right now. First, I want to thank everyone tuning in from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, U Valley, and right here in good old San Antonio. Uh, it's truly a pleasure to have all of you joining us today and getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. With me in studio, of course, is my wonderful co-host, Alexandra Kubabatu, a.k.a. Alex K. And together, we'll bring you wonderful discussions highlighting various events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. So, of course, uh, before uh, we get started, as we should do in all things, let us all begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. This is an ancient prayer to St. Joseph. So wherever you might be, if you're driving, just meditate, look out ahead, and join me in this beautiful prayer. Oh, St. Joseph, whose protection is so great, so strong, so prompt before the throne of God, I place in thee all my interests and desires. Oh, St. Joseph, do assist me by thy powerful intercession and obtain for me all spiritual blessings through thy foster son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, so that, having engaged here below thy heavenly power, I may offer thee my thanksgiving and homage to the most loving of fathers. O Saint Joseph, I never weary contemplating thee and Jesus asleep in thine arms. I dare not approach while he reposes near thy heart. Press him in my name and kiss his fine head for me and ask him to return the kiss. When I draw my dying breath, amen. St. Joseph, protector of the Holy Church. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. All you holy angels and saints. Pray for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Man, what a beautiful prayer. Yes, it is. I love it. I love it. You know, when I first uh, read that prayer, I did not realize how ancient it really was. If you actually research that prayer, mm-hmm. uh, I think it, uh, I don't know, first century, uh, you know, first century, I, I believe. Um, you may have to double check me on that, uh, but I was researching that uh, at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, um, you know, what I want to talk about, of course, uh, is today. Uh, today, of course, we celebrate the solemnity of the Feast of All Saints. Uh, such a beautiful, um, you know, day that the church offers, uh, for us. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, we're going to talk more about it. Uh, but again, um, if you, uh, weren't aware, this is the solemnity um, and feast of All Saints Day, November 1st. Um, mm-hmm. of course, it's again, if you get a chance to go to mass this evening, I know my wife and I are going to be going, uh, this evening. Please, uh, get a, get, um, you know, the chance to, to go to mass, um, uh, if you would. Uh, first, though, I want to thank, um, our newest GRN South and Central Texas sponsor. Um, so a big thank you to Like Texas Realty Group. Uh, the team of Lauren and Forrest Reen, uh, they'll actually create a home buying or selling plan and strategy just for you. Um, so thank you, Lauren and Forrest, for your support. Of course, your generosity helps us keep our radio airwaves Catholic in South and Central Texas. Uh, so for those, uh, you know, tuning in and listening, if you want to learn more about Like Texas Realty Group, visit their website at www.liketexasgroup.com. 
All right. And God bless the both of you. And also, um, just as a reminder, Natural Womanhood will be hosting their fifth benefit dinner this coming Saturday, November 6th, beginning at 6 p.m. And if you would like to attend, please visit gala.naturalwomanhood.org to register and purchase your tickets. Now, you're going to join many men and women who want to defend life and the dignity of women. Oh, wow. That is awesome. Again, that's gala.naturalwomanhood.org to register and purchase your tickets. Uh, My wife and I, uh, we're actually going to be out there in attendance uh, with Richard Reyna and his wife, Julie. Uh, It's going to be my first time at that event, so I'm excited to learn more about the work that Natural Womanhood uh, does. Um, You know, the the work that they do uh, educates um, couples about the harms and effects of artificial um, contraception. So again, I'm looking forward to to learning so much about that event. So, all right, folks, uh, Alexandra, uh, let's set up what today's show is about uh, for our listeners. Okay, so we are celebrating today the Solemnity of All Saints. And this this actually originated back in the fourth century when we were the fourth century, the fourth century when we were celebrating um, the martyrs, right? Okay. So um, basically, in in the the seventh century, um, the catacombs were plundered by um, you know uh, unsavory people, and sure. Pope Boniface the fourth gathered twenty eight wagon loads of bones, and this was on the seventh century. Okay. Um, what happened was that he reinterred them beneath the Pantheon, which is a temple for the Roman gods with okay. the lowercase g. Sure. Um, but then he rededicated it as a Christian um, church. So um, then after that, about the ninth century, um, then it, it was then they uh, the Vatican actually determined that November would be. Um, uh, uh, the month that we would celebrate the Feast of All Saints, the Solemnity of All Saints. So the exact dates are kind of, you know, fuzzy. Sure. But it was in, that's why now we celebrate it on November 1st. No, amen. And, uh, you know, I was doing some, um, you know, research, uh, and, and, and looking into the, the history and such. And yeah, you're, you're right. Um, the earliest, the earliest forms of veneration, uh, to the saints, of course, like you mm-hmm. said, was uh, the fourth century. Um, and it was really from what I, uh, what I read and, and what I found out was, um, this was, of course, you know, the, the early Christians, uh, in those early centuries wanted a way to, uh, solemnize or to remember the martyrs for the faith, you know, Correct. those that spilled and shed their blood for the sake of Christ. Wow. You know, I yes. just get goosebumps, uh, you know, even thinking about that. Uh, we think about so many trials and tribulations that we may be feeling right now in our day and age, but um, we can still worship. You know, we, you know we, we can still live our lives as we'd like and worship as we'd like. But these guys and gals yes. were willing to lay down their life for the sake of Christ. My goodness. Yes. So, of course, uh, you know, that, that was the fourth century. And if you would, what else uh, did you want to add to that, Alex? Yeah, well, actually, I want to add also that when we celebrate the solemnity of all saints, it's not just the martyrs now. Yeah. We are also... Um, Vener- uh, acknowledging all of us who uh, who have passed and made it to heaven. Sure. So all saints, sure. like all saints, if we, you know, maybe some of our relatives who may have made it to heaven, which yeah. you know, we don't, we won't know until the end of time or right. until the time comes. But um, you know, it includes everybody. So it's it's not just the martyrs now that that we acknowledge in, in that solemnity. 
And um, like it says in the book of James, no one prays to dead saints because I know that's, you know, that's a a misconception that I want to address. We don't worship or pray to saints as in asking them, like, if they have special powers to come and do something, a favor for us, right? They are intercessors and they come to you know, plead to God for on behalf of us, right? Yeah. And, and it's the same thing with our Blessed Mother. We don't worship Mary, but we go to her for her intercession yeah. um, because she's the mother of God, right? And she's got a special place in heaven. Right. Um, and in the book of James, it says, um, no one prays to dead saints because those in heaven are more alive than we are. And the Lord of is God of the living, not of the dead. Um, the fervent prayer of a righteous man is very powerful. So it also says in the book of Revelation that those in heaven are surely righteous since nothing unclean can enter heaven. Yeah. So there's, there's plenty, plenty of examples in, um, in the Bible that point to the saints and our, you know, our need to celebrate their their place in heaven. So. Amen. No, of course, uh, you know, you were talking about and just shared with us, uh, you know, some some verses from the book of Revelation. And uh, I want to share with everybody also another one. Uh, the saints, they stand before the throne of God and offer our prayers to him. Yes. So for those of you out there thinking, you know, why do we do some of the things we do? And of course, um, you know, one of those um, traditions or devotions are those prayers to the saints. You know, tell your friends who, who may not be Catholic, who may not understand, or for those of us out there that may not understand what we do, uh, we ask for their intercessions. No different than me asking you and the many of you that are out there listening. If I'm going through a tough time, uh, if my life at the moment is is difficult, you know, I'm going to ask you to pray for me. And it's no different when we're, uh, you know, asking the, the prayers for, or the, the prayers of the saints and, uh, of course, the, the intercessions. Um, what a, you know, of course, you know, all this um, can be found, um, well, maybe not all of it, but quite a bit of it and quite a bit of the teachings, you know, you're going to find right there in the Holy Scriptures in, in your Bible. But another resource that you can turn to, of course, is the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Uh, you know, in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, you know, paragraph 946 says, you know, what is the church if not the assembly of all the saints? You know, the communion of saints is the church. You know, and when I read that, I think about, you know, the different levels of the church, you know, that were taught maybe in the catechism classes or in RCIA classes. You know, you have three aspects of the church. You've yes. got uh, the, the church triumphant where the saints dwell, um, you know, in heaven and are face to face with God, you have uh, the church militant, those of us here on earth who are yes. who are battling the, the forces of the world, you know, and the mm-hmm. forces of evil, uh, you know, right now. And of course, you've got the church suffering, yes. uh, which are the soul, the holy souls in purgatory, who through our prayers and through our works uh, can, you know, can obtain for them, um, you know, uh, you know, certain graces and, and, and what have you and praying for their release Um you know, and hopefully, you know, one day, you know, our, our loved ones that uh, are currently maybe not officially a saint in heaven, but are, you know, currently going through the, you know, through the purification process yes. uh, through our prayers and such, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll be in, um, you know, heaven one day. And that's my constant prayer, of course, uh, on, on the day to day. Something else also 
that caught my attention uh, in the catechism as I was, you know, kind of preparing for, you know, this, this, uh, you know, episode today of In His Vineyard, um, you know, in paragraph 948, the term communion of saints, uh, actually, you know, there's about, there's like, it's, it's almost twofold. All right. Therefore, uh, of course, the communion of saints is linked with the meanings of, uh, communion in holy things or sancta, uh, in Latin, you know, a communion of holy things, uh, and, you know, of course, the saints among holy persons, sancti. Uh, so again, the term communion of saints, you know, has those two closely linked words, uh, communion of holy things, uh, and of course, the, the communion of saints. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I, I love, uh, this, this topic. I love, um, you know, the, the subject of the saints. Uh, and of course, we'll get, you know, we'll get going on, um, you know, on some of our favorites also. Yes. Okay. So, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to get through, um, you know, the, the favorites that, that we have. Uh, but you know, to, to talk more about, uh, the saints, uh, I always think about, of course, you know, there are older brothers and sisters who've gone before us in faith. You know, um, you've heard the term, of course, in the, uh, I think one of the letters that, that Paul, uh, you know, you know, wrote where, um, you know, they're the great cloud of witnesses, mm-hmm. you know, cheering mm-hmm. us on. You know, I always think about that. It's like, you know, you're running a race and they're cheering you on, yes. you know, and that race, of course, is this race in our, in our faith journey. You, you know, I mean, what, what do you think about that, Alex? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I attribute um, a lot of, you know, my overcoming the different obstacles in my life to the intercession of the saints. Amen. Yeah. And, and we're going to talk and we're going to talk like Sean, you mentioned, we're going to talk about the saints that have, you know, maybe have played a role in our lives yeah. um, and, and how they, they've done so um, in the, in the next section. But um, yeah, most definitely. And, and we, we should um, also discover the saints in our lives. They sometimes yeah. they work quietly. Yeah. They work quietly behind the scenes. And, you know, we have, you know, us as mothers, us as fathers and um, children um, and, and there are different occupations. There's the yeah. same for all of us. I, I was just going to say that you beat me to the punch, Alex, but <laughs> there is a saint for everything, it seems, and for everybody. You know, uh-huh. are are you yes. in the media? You know, I mean, folks, you know, listening to the radio or you who work in radio, what, whatever the case might be, you know, uh, there's a special saint, you know, for, you know, those in, in the media. And I think mm-hmm. the two that come to mind, uh, of course, uh, St. Maximilian Kolbe, you mm-hmm. know, uh, he, yes. he's one of the patrons of, uh, you know, those in, in broadcasting and in the media. Uh, I believe also uh, St. Gabriel, the archangel, you know, he was oh, the one who yes. heralded, you know, the good news to our blessed mother at the Annunciation. So, folks, that's the music. That means uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to share some of the, um, you know, some of our favorite saints with you. So don't touch the dial. Keep it tuned in right here on uh, your local GRN Catholic radio station. The St. John Leadership Network presents Glance at the Gospel with Father Nathan Cromley. The Church celebrates the Solemnity of All Saints Day by reading Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. It's the reading of the Beatitudes. Over the years, many saints and church fathers have commented on this passage of the Beatitudes 
and spoken about how deep the truth here is. That in fact, these Beatitudes speak about the life of the blessed and the life that comes to full fruition in heaven when we see God face to face. This means that the Beatitudes is really like looking into the heart of saints and understanding the beauty of the Catholic tradition and upholding these saints, pleading for their intercession and celebrating their victory. A saint's heart is a heart full of love. It's a heart that says that Jesus is victorious and that our life is meant to be lived for him. Celebrating the saints in a day like today means to regain our vision for who we are and the great call that he has for us. To be a saint means to be a friend of Jesus, to fall in love with him. Today, we need to let all of our anxieties disappear. We need to let our worries go. We are people who are living for heaven and whose eyes are on the Father. We follow in the footsteps of the saints who have gone before us through travails and difficulties, trials and testings, and have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb and now stand before His throne. And surrounded by that multitude of great victors, we too can take our place and sing His praise. We are people of hope and people of victory. For more information, go to www.stjohnleadershipnetwork.org. And welcome back, folks. I'm your host, Sean Rice, for In His Vineyard, which you're tuning in and listening to right now, uh, your low live and local uh, program. And joined with me in studio, of course, is my wonderful co-host, Alexandra Kubabatu. And we're here today to talk about the feast uh, and solemnity of all saints. Uh, so we're we're going to talk about some of the uh, favorite saints that we have and and why um, you know these saints are, are some of our favorites. But if you would, um, you know, I would love to hear some of your favorite saints. You know, feel free to email me uh, at Sean at grnonline.com. I'd love to 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 know uh, you know uh, what some of you uh, out there think. Uh, you know why uh, you know you have the saints and devotions to those saints. Um, also, so please uh, feel free to to email me. That's Sean. S-H-A-U-N at grnonline.com. So again, I was raised to allow women to go first. I opened the door for my wife. You know, uh, I, we, my wife goes first, uh, you know, in line for, to receive uh, Holy (laughs) Communion. So it should be no different in, in, in anything else. So I'm going to let Alex, of course, go first on, uh, you know, talking to us about some of her favorites. So Alex, you know, please, uh, you know, start us off. Absolutely. Thank you for your gentlemanship. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate that. So, um, yeah, I love being in the hot seat. Okay. So, um, yeah, so I want to start by, by bringing up St. Gianna Beretta Moya. She is one of our favorite saints and, and, and she's, um, I think like we were talking before the show, uh, we include her in our litany of saints. We have a, a customized um, litany of saints um, for that includes the patron saints of our children and myself and my husband. Oh, awesome. So um, she's one of them. And um, our we named our little Gigi, 
uh, Gianna um, after oh, really? this beautiful saint. Yes. Uh, so for short, we call her Gigi and she thinks her name is Gigi. <laughs> but it's actually Gianna Elizabeth uh, Kubebati, right? Okay. So um, the reason that she holds a special place in our lives is because when I was expecting um, Gigi, uh, we got the diagnosis that she was going to be born with Down syndrome. And um, initially, of course, we were in shock. It was yeah. not expected, right? Um, and, you know, it was a very difficult time because we didn't understand, right? And we didn't realize how much of a blessing she was going to be because, of course, when the doctors, you know, come to you with this diagnosis, of course, the first thing they do is they offer uh, the possibility of abortion. Wow. And uh, we were like, no go. That That is not even an, an option. option. Yeah, it's, that option's it's, not even on the table. No, it, it yeah. definitely not. And, um, of course, they, they emphasize the heart issues and the developmental issues and all these other possible things. And, you know, we we initially found out because she had um, hydro, um, some, uh, I, I forgot what they're called, but they had like a bubble of water in the back of her head when she was, you know, just a, a few months old. And, um, uh, and so that happens whenever there's a genetic deformity. So that's when they prompted to do that, that test, right? And uh, we were kind of worried, right? And, um, so then we prayed and we prayed, like, let this not be the case. Like, we didn't know what to do um, at that point. And um, so all we can do is pray. And then, of course, they checked her heart. They checked all the scans. And, you know, there were some heart things, yeah. you know, which is typical of a child with Down syndrome. But I had my 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 beautiful community of faithful Catholics praying that everything would turn out well. Well, she she wound up uh, being born prematurely. Okay. And, and not too prematurely, about 35 weeks. She was about four pounds and some ounces. Um, but thank God, you know, she was she was fine overall. Didn't have any major heart issues, so she, she did not need um, heart surgery, thank God. And she just had a correction a couple, a few, um, maybe about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's basically it. And, um, you know, she's such a blessing and and she was born overall healthy um she did have a feeding issue so she had to get um tube fed for her first two and a half years until she learned right but um we attribute her ability to learn to feed by mouth and um all that to the of course jesus christ and in the in the miracles that he he's performed so far in her life and also um with the intercession of St. Gianna Moya. And uh, she, you know, a little bit about St. Gianna, maybe I should have started with this, but St. Gianna, um, she was, um, of course, uh, a physician, a physician mother, and um, she had uh, three children. She had lost some children as well, but she was diagnosed with a tumor in her uterus um, when she was pregnant. St. Gianna was. St. Gianna was. Oh, wow. Correct, yes. Uh, And, um, you know, she she decided because she wanted to carry her child to term not to uh, get that tumor removed. Wow. She's subsequently wound up um, having her healthy baby. And, you know, she her life was eventually succumbed to this, this tumor, this cancer. Wow. Um, but she's the, the patron saint of um, 
women uh, for a pro-life movement and people pray uh, for her intercession for those those issues um, because she believes so strongly in that. So. And when did uh, St. Gianna uh, pass or when was she canonized? Because yeah. she's uh, one of the more recent saints, she, right? Yes, she is a more recent saint. And um, she... Or modern her, day, I should say, rather. Modern day, yeah. yes. So she was beatified in 1994 and wow. um, canonized 10 years later. Her liturgical feast is celebrated on April 28th. So less than 20 years ago? Is, is my math right, right on uh-huh. that? Yeah, well, she... Was years. still alive, and she was. She, she was one of our mo- more modern day saints because yeah. um, in 1952 she opened her own small clinic wow. as a physician. So that's how recent she is. And in 1955, she married her husband Pietro. Okay, and um, you know she had her her children subsequently after that. So, um, but in 1962 was about the the year that she passed. So it's it's very very recent, and probably most of us were alive. A lot of us were alive at that time. So yeah, well, and of course, uh, you know, our, I mean, I, I think if she if she was can, you said she was canonized in what year? Nineteen ninety four. Yes, right. I mean, I can beatified in nineteen ninety four and canonized beatif- ten years later. Okay, so, so in, in two thousand and four. Yes, yeah. So very recent. In fact, and you know, I, I think. Um, that's another aspect of the saints that I I just love uh, is that. You don't necessarily, I mean, there's a saint I mentioned earlier for every, um, you know, almost every profession, every walk in life, but mm-hmm. for every age also, yes. you know, they're, they're not just so, so far removed from us here. You know, I think before the show, you and I were talking about even, uh, blessed Carlo Acutis, yes. you know, the, uh-huh. you know, the millennial saint exactly. or not. Well, he's not quite a saint yet. I stand corrected for those of you who are <laughs> yeah. up to date on that sort of thing. Uh, I understand uh-huh. that. I believe, um, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, he is a blessed though. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that means he is one miracle, one approved, uh, church approved miracle away from, uh, canonization. Yeah. And in I'm, fact, I'm glad you brought him up because he was actually born and I've read up a lot about him recently. Um, who was born May 3rd, 1991 wow. in London. So that is how recent <laughs> we have <laughs> our beautiful friends in heaven. Um, and of course, he was a teenager diagnosed with leukemia, yeah. but before his illness, he actually developed a website yeah. that um, spoke about the Eucharistic miracles, miracles right? yeah. around the world. And, yeah. and what, what a beautiful apostolate that he, he started as a child. Yeah, amen. Uh-huh. And I think uh, when you look to the, if I would say this, okay? Um, of course, if you're just tuning in right now, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this is In His Vineyard. I'm your host, Sean Rice. Uh, with me today, of course, is my co-host, Miss Alex K. Uh, on this solemnity and feast of, um, you know, All Saints Day, uh, we're talking about and having a conversation regarding the saints uh, and our older brothers and sisters in the faith who have gone before us. Their example, um, you know, their their virtuous uh, lives. Um, are what we should, you know, look to and, and, and try to attain and we can look to them. Uh, but where I, w- you know, what I was talking about, of course, was the fact that, um, there's a saint for, you know, for, for all ages, 
You've got those that have been canonized, you know, just now and even in the 21st century, uh, in the 2000s. You've got the Blesseds, of course, you know, like we just discussed uh, in Carlo Acutis, uh, who happens to be, of course, uh, the patron of, um, you know, a lot of technology stuff. I, I'd have to yes. look him up. Pers- <laughs> yeah, I'd have to look him up uh, for sure. But I know uh, one of the other apostolates here in town, um, you know, have uh, Carlos Acutis uh, as their, uh, you know, patron. Uh, in fact, uh, some of my favorites, uh, of course, um, you know, and before the show, we were talking and sharing with each other, you know, the why, you know, I'm always, yes. I'm always curious as to why, uh, but again, our saints are, you know, the saints are our friends, you know, we can yes. look to them, uh, as I mentioned, to their example. So no matter what part in your life, uh, your, whatever struggle you may be going through, uh, if you're looking for a role model, a positive role model, folks, mm-hmm. all right, not just somebody, you know, dribbling a basketball, throwing a football, whatever, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, let's look to the saints. I mean, yes. they are our uh, examples uh, in how to live holy lives. Um, and of course, you know, so my, one of mine, and kind of like you and your family, Alex, you know, you mentioned that you have a a devotion, um, or so to, to the saints and a per, you know, in a, uh, family litany. Uh, I was sharing with you earlier that, uh, when I was, you know, so before I, of course, I, I got into, you know, um, you know, into, uh, this apostolate work and, and with the GRN, um, I worked in the retail industry. Um, you know, for most of you, uh, well, most of you may not know, uh, but I was previously married, um, and that marriage has since, you know, of course, uh, been, um, you know, I've received my decree of nullity, uh, from that one, um, remarried and I'm now married to my beautiful wife, uh, you know, Ubi. But, um, when you're going through that, you know, when you're going through those, uh, through the dark times of your life, uh, even at the time when I was going through that divorce, you know, I was, you know, I, I was contemplating whether or not to get out of the military, uh, and of course, you know, just, uh, financial burdens and things like that. So I felt pretty hopeless, you know, during this period of time, right? And I, 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 I practiced my faith. I'd go to church, I'd pray, all that good stuff. But, you know, you, you kind of, you're like, man, what else mm-hmm. can I do? Yeah. Well, of course, you know, we're, we're taught in the faith, uh, in this beautiful faith of ours, you know, the Catholic Church, we're taught about the saints. And I, I looked up and it's funny, you can actually go online. Mm-hmm. All right. Go to several sources. I mean, just type in a, a, you know, a saint for X, you know, a saint for Y, you know, whatever. Right. And I, I did that and I came across, of course, you know, Saint Jude. Thaddeus, mm. not Judas Iscariot, you know, oh, the yeah. one who betrayed <laughs> right. the Lord, right. but St. Jude Thaddeus. Yes. And uh, what I found out, and of course, we just celebrated, uh, you know, his feast day, a feast day that he shares with St. Simon uh, on the 28th of October. Um, so he's the he's the patron saint of desperate causes, desperate situations, uh, and lost causes. All right. But little is actually known about, um, you know, St. Jude um, well, you can find what little we know about him in the uh, in, in the Bible. There's a, an epistle uh, to his credit, uh, uh, of course. Um, and you know, he I believe is the uh, you know he's the brother of Saint James the Less and a relative uh, of our Savior. He was one of the twelve apostles uh, of Jesus and is um, attributed, you know, um, of course with uh, 
his it's he holds a a club in his in his right hand a staff in in his mm-hmm. right hand also uh so of course he's also often depicted uh with the flame around his head uh which represents uh, his presence at Pentecost mm-hmm. uh and when he accepted the holy spirit alongside uh, the the other apostles uh and also uh, sometimes, you know, he can be seen, uh, holding a carpenter's, uh, ruler, uh, or so. Um, and of course, as I mentioned in the Bible, you've got the, the epistle uh, of, of Jude. Now, um, you can find a lot of that information again online. Um, looks like he, he did some, uh, evangelizing and, and spread the word, um, of course, throughout the, the, the Middle East, uh, according to Eusebius. Um, he returned to Jerusalem in the year 62 and assisted at the election of his brother, St. Simeon, uh, as Bishop of Jerusalem. Uh, so again, mm-hmm. um, you know, now he's one of the more ancient, um, yes. you know, saints. Uh, but of course he is, def- you know, uh, his, his prayers and intercessions on my behalf have been critical in my, in my own, um, you know, faith journey. Uh, and there's, you know, there's several more, you know, like him, uh, again, um, if you, if you wanted to look up any, any one saint, you can do that just by going online, going to the Catholic encyclopedia, uh, and, and such. Um, and you know, uh, there's a lot of people. He's probably, mm-hmm. I'd say, one of the more, uh, popular saints. Uh, in fact, you, you hear of, you know, certain, um, research centers, certain hospitals, uh, with that bear St. Jude's name uh, on that just because, uh, he is known for those helpless, uh, you know, helpless causes. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one thing I want to add is um, that when you look and read about the lives of the saints, it's very, very valuable because you can see clearly how the path to heaven has many roads. Everyone has their own unique road. And um, it's, it's important to observe the commonalities of these saints so that we can adapt those things into our lives and, you know, and be encouraged along our faith path. Um, St. Teresa of Avila is credit, is, has said in her book, The Interior Castle, that the greatest perfection in this life is our willingness to, to follow the will of God for us, right? Whatever the will of God is for us, um, to the greatest degree that we can achieve that in, 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 in our lives is the source of perfection for us personally, individually. Um, and, and so I bring her up because she's another saint that has been very influential, um, in my life. And, you know, she led me to Carmel and, um, and subsequently to be a member of the secular order of discalced Carmelites. Yeah. Um, I, I learned about her when a very dark time in my life. Yeah. Um, I happened to go to mass and they had a book sale. I picked up two random books and, wow. uh, and, uh, one of the, one book was a biography of St. Teresa of Avila. The other was, um, story of a soul by St. Teresa Lazou. I had never heard of those saints, but that was the, beginning of a journey that has that started this was back in 2003 and has led me to the path that I am with you know with my Carmelite brothers and sisters today so um, she has brought me through many difficult times her personality comes out in her books and she's got a sense of humor 
Um, she gets a little rambly in her books. And I think those of us who have read her books, you know, kind of <laughs> get that. You know, she goes off on tangents like I tend to do. <laughs> so I totally relate. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, the, and, and, and I've learned so much from her. And I, I really do hold her um, in my heart as a friend and um, a sister and a mother, a holy mother in, in, in our, in our faith and in my life. So, um, yeah. And just to give you a little bit more about her, um, she was born in, um, March on March 28th, 1515. And in, in Spain, right? She's from Spain. And, um, she died in, on October 4th, 1582. So she had a feast day, um, this month in October. So, um, so yeah, she is she uh, a doctor of the church also. She is a doctor yeah, she of is, the right? church. Yeah. Yes, along with Saint Therese of Lisieux. So uh, more about Saint Therese later because she's one another one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Uh, again, folks, if you're tuning in, thank you for uh, you know sharing part of your day with us. Uh, you're listening to In His Vineyard. I'm Sean Rice, uh, general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Networks, South and Central Texas listening area, um, having this great conversation about um, you know some of the favorite saints uh you know for for me and uh, my wonderful co-host uh, Alex K uh you know the the saints that have been uh, influential on her life uh and as i mentioned earlier if you've got saints that have been impactful uh for you um and who have been uh, um you know helpful on your spiritual journey um you know email me uh, that's Sean, that's s h a u n at g r n online.com uh, and of course, you know, another one of my saints, you know, I, I meant to say earlier, uh, you know, before I started talking about, uh, St. Jude, um, I have, you know, my wife and I, we pray a, a, a personal litany of saints, um, you know, at the end of mass and at the end of, um, you know, when we pray the rosary, right. And I, I was sharing with you, yes. uh, you know, Alex, uh, before the show, uh, it started when, when I was going through, you know, these transitions, these difficult times in, in, in my life. Um, it started off with about, you know, this personal litany started off with like just a handful, like four mm-hmm. or five. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as I was counting them out with you, I mean, yeah. I'm up to like 19 <laughs> now. Uh, but you know, one of those saints, uh, that is included, uh, in my own, in our, in our personal, uh, you know, litany, uh, is Saint Augustine of Hippo. Okay, so St. Augustine of Hippo, uh, his feast day uh, we celebrate on August 28th. He happens to be um, the patron of, get this, brewers. What? Brewers, yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, so in fact, most of you may recognize St. Augustine uh, also as the uh, son of uh, St. Monica. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, he was born in Africa and spent many years of his life in wicked living and in um, in believing in falsehoods. Yes. Uh, he actually, we consider now uh, one of the most intelligent men who ever lived. And though, uh, you know, he had been, um, you know, brought up uh, you know, Christian, his sins of impurity and his pride darkened his mind so much that he could not see or understand the divine truth anymore. So, uh, through the prayers of his mother, um, you know, and of course, um, I think there was another saint that brought him in, uh, of course, was Saint Ambrose. Uh, mm-hmm. so through the, uh, you know, through the influence of, of Saint Ambrose, you know, he was able to, um, be convinced of the truths of, uh, of, of Christianity. Yes. Uh, and of course, you know, he's the patron saint of brewers because of his conversion uh, from a former life of loose living, 
parties, entertainment, worldly ambitions. Uh, and of course, his uh, conversion uh, has been an inspiration to a ton of folks uh, mm-hmm. with particular vices or habits that, that they long to break. Okay, so again, uh, I think, um, you know, one of my, you know, one of the guys here, uh, you know, Mario, we were talking about some of the quotes that have been attributed to, to St. Augustine. And I, I think, and I don't know if it's correct or not, but, you know, uh, one of the quotes I've, I've heard was, you know, he would pray, you know, uh, Lord, make me chaste. But not right now. (laughs) (laughs) So again, that that can kind of tell you uh, a little bit about uh, you know where he was coming from. But you know, so many there's tons of times, and I'm telling you, folks, Saint Augustine was from the fourth century. Okay, (laughs) his um, his his, I don't want to call it a book, but his confessions, uh, you know, can still be available today. It was originally published in the fourth century. Uh, So that's the music again, man. I (laughs) I hate getting cut off like that but we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk more about some of our favorite saints so keep it tuned in right here on your local grn catholic radio station we'll be right back I had known about the station for a long time, but I have to confess, I never tuned in. Perhaps I was biased, but then that changed, actually. Once I started listening, I, I, I kept the dial where it was at. I like Teresa Tamio and Al Crest, and I just like their personalities. Call the Communion with Dr. David Anders and uh, Mortal Life with Pop Checks. I really, really love the show. I've learned a lot. But you know, also, I, I really like that there's prayers interspersed. I get a lot more praying done in the day that I wouldn't otherwise. We want to support the radio station for sure. The Guadalupe Radio Network, Catholic Radio. Radio for your soul. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In Deuteronomy 30, Moses sets out a choice. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life. He doesn't sound like much of a choice. Who would willingly choose curses and death? Yet the need to state the obvious remains even today. Often in our times, evil masquerades as good, and good is presented as evil. It's actually quite easy to be deceived and to unwittingly choose a course of action that brings death. That's where Mother Church comes in, and with her teachings, she guides us through the earthly minefields right to the door of our Father's house. Today, Jesus has set before you the ability to choose actions that will lead to life and actions that will lead to death. Which will you choose today? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. When you donate a car to the Guadalupe Radio Network, you're not only supporting your local Catholic radio station, you're also getting a great tax deduction. So if you have a vehicle that you don't want anymore, consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Guadalupe Radio Network by calling 1-866-628-CARS or go to grnonline.com and click on Donate. From the folks at the GRN, thank you and may God abundantly bless you. Welcome back, GRN listeners. I'm your host for In His Vineyard, Sean Rice, also general manager of the Guadalupe Radio Network, South and Central Texas listening area. We're having a great talk uh, about uh, the saints 
uh, here on this special solemnity of, and feast of All Saints Day. Um, what a wonderful feast, um, you know, and what a wonderful day uh, the church has given us. What a gift uh, to, to dedicate and set aside a day, especially to remember uh, those who have gone before us and through through their whole, you know, their their life of virtuous living um, are face to face with 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 our Lord right now. Yes, and more importantly, they're up there interceding and praying for us. Yes, they are cheering <laughs> us on, folks. Amen. <laughs> uh, so you know, when when we went to break, of course, um, you know, Alex and I have already shared um, and talked about uh, just a couple of our our saints, and we left off uh, with Alex talking about Saint Teresa of Avila. Yes. Um, you know, the saint I'm going to talk about next, of course, uh, has played a special part in, in my life also, uh, just because of the message, uh, that, that she made available or that Jesus made available through her. See, and that's the beautiful thing is that as, as saints and as people of God, uh, we're called to, you know, carry out his message to others. And that's exactly, uh, what, you know, this saint did. Uh, so saint, Saint Maria Faustina Kowalska, Ooh, yes. all right? uh-huh. otherwise known as just uh, you know Saint Faustina. Yes. Uh, of course, Saint Faustina, her feast day we celebrate on October fifth. Uh, she's the patron saint of mercy. Um, now, her feast day. Um, well, it's you know I'm I'm reading here. Uh, you know October. Uh, October 5th is her feast day. She's the patron of mercy, but what she's very much uh, known and associated with is the divine mercy of, of God and of Jesus himself. You know, she took that message, um, you know, to, you know, to everybody. She wrote a diary, you know, it's the, the diary. I forgot what the exact, uh, the full title uh, of it, but, you know, if, if you type in, uh, you know, St. Faustina and divine mercy, I'm sure uh, you'll, you'll find it. Uh, she was born again, another, uh, I would say more modern saint. Uh, she was born in 1905. Uh, she passed away at a real, early, you know, real young age, yes. uh, of, uh, 33 years of age and was, um, beatified, um, you know, by, uh, Pope John Paul II, now Saint. Pope John Paul II on April 18th of 1993 and officially canonized, um, you know, by Pope St. John Paul II on April 30th uh, of 2000. Um, and of course, you know, with that, you know, with the divine mercy message that, that she brought, um, you know, the divine mercy, um, that message she brought, I think it was just, you know, for me personally, it's just knowing that God is there and there's nothing that we can do that would separate us from a God's love, right? And B, um, you know, his mercy. I mean, in, in the prayer, you know, his, the ocean of his mercy. When you think about that word, you know, uh, the ocean, the depths, I mean, mm-hmm. there's nothing that can separate us really, uh, you know, from that. If we seek God and we seek his forgiveness and we make amends to repent mm-hmm. of those sins and turn away and, yeah. you know, and we're called to a daily conversion, uh, you know, and turning away of that. 
So in 1924, uh, St. Faustina, you know, she ex- um, experienced her first vision of Jesus uh, while at a dance with her sister, in, in fact. So uh, St. Faustina saw a suffering Jesus and uh, went to a cathedral, you know. So according to uh, St. Faustina, Jesus instructed her uh, to leave for, for Warsaw, Poland. Um, of course, you know, she's, she's from, she was born and, and raised that, you know, she's, mm-hmm. she's Polish uh, and to join a convent. Uh, but, you know, when, while in, you know, while in Warsaw or so, she approached different convents and uh, was turned away every time. Uh, most often, uh, she was judged a lot uh, on her appearances and sometimes rejected for poverty. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many of us, uh, you know, can, you know, can, can relate? Can relate? Yeah, you know, for sure. Uh, so finally, you know, the, uh, um, the congregation of the sisters of Our Lady of Mercy, uh, you know, the, the mother superior for that, um, for that order, uh, decided to take, uh, you know, you know, Fa- you know, Faustina in on the condition that she, uh, she'd pay for her own, uh, her own religious habits. So working as a housekeeper, um, you know, Faustina began to save her money and make deposits, uh, to the convent. And on April 30th of 1926, at 20 years old, mm-hmm. uh, she finally received her habit and took the religious name of Sister Maria Faustina of the Blessed Sacrament. Uh, and in 1928, uh, she took her first religious vows uh, as a nun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, a lot of us out here, uh, a lot of our listeners uh, would know, of course, at the, you know, at, at three o'clock p.m., um, also known as the hour of mercy. Yes. Um, you know, that's when Jesus, of course, uh, you know, took his, his his last breath and gave up his spirit, you know, at three o'clock uh, in the afternoon. So. We recite the Divine Mercy Chaplet, of course, uh, every day at three o'clock. And what a lot of people may not know uh, is actually here at the Guadalupe Radio Network at three o'clock every day, uh, we hop on a conference call as a group and pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet as a group yes. uh, for the intentions of all our listeners uh, and such and for all our supporters. So just know uh, if you've got um, prayer intention, uh, that that you would like us to pray for. Uh, again, you can email those to me also at sean at grnonline.com. That's S-H-A-U-N at grnonline.com. We'd love to pray uh, for those intentions. Yes, and um, yeah, she also plays a special part in our lives too. So thank you so much for, for bringing her up, Sean. That's um, a very good reminder for all of us that we have a special, a special, special advocate for us in heaven for those of us who are maybe feel that you know we we need that little extra something because we've you know maybe we have regrets or we've done something that we just keep repeating and we can't get over that one you know sin whatever that yeah. is you know and um god is merciful god is very loving and through his grace and and the you know what the beautiful gift that St. Faustina can can offer us through her, her writings. We can see hope and we can see Jesus in um, working in our lives and knowing that he's never going to abandon us. Amen. So I'd like to bring up a blessed. I know we mentioned Blessed sure. Carlo uh, Acule, Acutis. And um, one blessed that I'd like to, that I think... I just recently discovered because, you know, my name is Alexandra <laughs> and I was like, is there a Saint Alexandra? Like I, you know, I would love to have like a patron saint, you know, with namesake, you know, and I, right. so I was looking and I found um, Blessed Alexandrina and um, she's from Portugal. 
born on March 30th, 1904. And um, she, as a child, had a lot of physical strength, right? She helped her family on the farm and helped bring in income. And um, But when she turned 12, she got a very sick and um, she nearly died. Um, which is, uh, what they consider the first sign that God was asking her to be, to suffer as a victim soul, right? And the theology of that is, I mean, we can go on an hours about that, but, <laughs> right. uh, but we won't. <laughs> and, um, but when, uh, uh, Blessed Alexandrina was 14, um, she, three men tried to assault her, right? You know, sexually assault her. And um, in the attempt to preserve her purity, she jumped out of the window, falling, you know, several feet to the ground. Um, this um, led her to become paralyzed. So she became irreversibly paralyzed. Um, and of course, she would pray and pray and pray to our Blessed Mother for healing. Up until she was 19, she would actually drag herself, drag her, her body to church to make it to church, right? Wow. And um, that's powerful. It you is because that's you. You saying that just painted this picture in my head for me. Uh, here you have a young lady uh, because of her great love for the Lord, wanted to protect and preserve her purity, her virginity. Correct. Okay. Yes. Um, jumps out of a window, right? Uh-huh. And because of that act, uh, she's paralyzed. But st- even still, she's got this desire uh, and this hunger. For the Lord, for the Eucharist, right? At such a young age. At such a young age. And she's dragging herself probably quite literally to make it to Holy Mass. Right. Well, this inevitably made her paralysis worse. And she wasn't Uh. able to do that um, for for very long. Um, However, uh, in March of 1942, just to give you some context of how recent this uh, beautiful saint is, um, she began her the journey of the next phase of her her faith in her life. Um, for and for thirteen years following, she was nourished by nothing else but the Holy Eucharist. Wow! She survived on nothing but the Holy Eucharist for thirteen years, and she had, of course, doctors examine her, and you know they had actually had her isolated mm-hmm. in a room. Not even her sister was allowed to be in there with her to make sure that they can validate that no one else was, you know, kind of sneaking food under the table for her, yeah. you know, literally yeah. speaking. And, um, but yeah, they, they validated that, um, she really was only being nourished by the Eucharist. Um, she weighed only 73 pounds. 73 pounds. Mm-hmm. And survived. <laughs> you know, uh, Again, when we say that, you know, she solely lived on the Eucharist, um, I go back to thinking, well, you know, in the ordinary means, of course, um, in, in communion and such, I mean, you receive like just once a day. Yes. Right. Yes. Just, just once a day. Uh, I know that I think the church teaches, you know, in certain circumstances, uh, you know, more than one time is, is, uh, allowable, but, you know, the ordinary means, of course, is once a day. So I'm hearing this and I'm thinking, that's it. <laughs> Yes. And for 13 years, so, I mean, do the math, I mean, 13 <laughs> times 365 days, wow. You yes, know, and exactly. That's, and that's uh-huh. what sustained her. Again, you, you, these are miracles, yes. you know, uh, and again, these saints are um, 
are examples uh, are great examples uh, of holiness. Uh, and of course, you know we're we're starting to you know uh, kind of wind down in the conversation today. Uh, if you're tuning in, this is in his vineyard. We're talking about uh, you know our favorite saints, some of our favorite saints um, on this solemnity uh, and feast of All Saints Day. Um, so the the last one that I, I like to discuss. Um, has had a profound impact on me personally, especially this year in the, in his year. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I, I want to talk about and share with you, uh, you know, St. Joseph. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the foster father, uh, of, of the son of God, the foster father of Jesus, the spouse and most chaste spouse of our, uh, mother, you know, the blessed Virgin Mary. Um, so, a lot of um, a lot of you know um, that you know. Actually, a lot of you may not know because I didn't know until really this year uh, about the impact of this wonderful saint. He didn't say a single word in the Gospels, but we look to his example. All right, for the theology that has been developed, you know, through the yes. centuries about this wonderful saint. So we call him the Silent Saint, right? So we know uh, we do know that he was a carpenter. A working man, um, and of course, you know, just that alone. Uh, he, he's the carpet. You know, he's 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 a worker. He's a husband. He's a father. In this year of Saint Joseph, what better time than mm-hmm. than right now for us men, for us husbands, for us fathers uh, to to you know who else can we turn to? Other than, of course, um, you know, the, the man who God himself yes. obeyed. And of course, I'm talking about Jesus, you know, the second person of the Holy Trinity. God himself obeyed St. Joseph. He was obedient to his parents, you know. Um, you know, God himself was dependent on this this man for his sustenance, for mm-hmm. providing. I mean, Joe, St. Joseph was the provider for and protector yes. you know, of the Holy Family. So. Again, uh, there is a, a book out there uh, that was very impactful for me. It was the uh, Consecration uh, to St. Joseph, written by uh, Father Donald Calloway. He's a mm-hmm. Marian of the Immaculate Conception. Uh, and if um, if you haven't read it yet, I suggest, uh, you know, for the men out there, even the women, women, you know, get your yes. husbands, get your, you know, uh-huh. get, get the men involved, you know, the men in your life involved, because it will completely, you know, turn things around for them. It, it, it can't help but to, okay? True. Uh, so, um, you know, I just love this saint. And of course, uh, the music means that, you know, we're, we're about to go. So what a great discussion today. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and joining us uh, this past hour. Yeah, and we do hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. And remember the communion of saints, and they are they are there for us, and um, to look to for their example and ask for their prayers and intercession, and to cheer us on as we make our journey. Amen. So until next time and throughout this week, let's all labor with love. St. Mary Magdalene Catholic Church invites you for Joyful Seminar. Joyful Seminar is a journey through the joyful mysteries of the Rosary of Life. Learn what the Rosary of Life is, dive deep into the power of intercessory prayer, and study the Word of God with Father Will Combs. Visit the parish on Fridays from now till November 12th. Each study begins at 6.30 p.m. with Holy Mass and will conclude with confession and the Rosary of Life at 8 p.m. For more info, call the parish at 210-735-5269. Hi, this is Sean, and I want to thank our newest sponsor of the GRN, South and Central Texas, 
The Life Texas Realty Group, the team of Lauren and Forrest Green, will provide multiple money-saving services to their clients, from home consultations to make-ready house cleaning services. They'll create a tailored plan and strategy for you. For more information about Like Texas Realty Group, visit their website at liketexasgroup.com. God bless you. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. The new evangelization announced by John Paul the Great is to convert the baptized, the sacramentalized, not the evangelized, and the many Christians at risk in our hostile culture. The decree on the laity tells us that we are to evangelize, sanctify, penetrate, and perfect the temporal order. In other words, by virtue of our baptism, we are missionaries sent to witness to the gospel in practical ways through our marriages, our openness to life, the way we conduct our businesses, the way we go to school, entertain ourselves through our political expression, and the way that we live out there. Is there enough evidence to convict us of being Christians? Let us tighten up our ships through conversion and repentance, through frequent use of the sacraments, and through a daily encounter with our living Lord Jesus Christ. Only then can we fulfill the missionary call on each of our lives and truly be part of the new evangelization. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace. Power. Purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. Celebrating the culture of life. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. This is 89.7 FM KJMA Radio, Floresville, San Antonio. Also online at grnonline.com.